Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hawk Hangout Podcast. Glad to have you all here with us joining us for episode 64 of the pod. Hope you're having a fantastic day. I want to first of all remind you that if you're not yet subscribed to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, definitely check us out over there for the video version of every podcast. Thank you to the 368 of you who are YouTube subscribers. Additionally, you can contact us here at Hoth Hangout via email, hothhangout at gmail.com. Additionally, you can check out the uh, podcast anywhere you get your pods, including Apple and Spotify. And if you are listening on either of those platforms, uh, leave us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. And it allows other people to discover the podcast as well. Additionally, Hoth Hangout is reachable on all the socials, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, or X, at Hoth Hangout on each of those. Uh, today's topic is one that we're pretty pumped to be talking about as we are doing another ranking episode, which we have not done in a while. We're going to be ranking all of the Disney era uh, animated shows. We had our sort of sequence of episodes a few episodes back where we ranked the live action shows of the Disney era. And in today's episode, as I just mentioned, we're going to be doing the animated side of things, which honestly uh, does not a lot of these don't get the the credit and the love that I think they're due. So it's going to be a, a fun one as we get to see both Joey and I's uh, rankings in today's episode. But before we get into that, what's going on, Joey? How are you doing? Pretty good. Like you said, we're doing this ranking uh, episode. I always love these kind of one-offs that we do, the trivia episodes, the ranking, the tier list, all these all these different ty- types of episodes I really enjoy doing. So yeah, but yeah, otherwise, then doing pretty well. Um, yeah, just uh, kind of soaking in the new year. We got a lot of snow here in the Chicagoland area, Ooh. so that was something that you know we hadn't had. I would have rather had it for Christmas, but we got it today. So um, we'll be. I almost went to go start shoveling outside, but I'm like, oh, we got to record, so I, I, that'll have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a ton of snow here as well. I, I was supposed to be somewhere today from nine thirty to six, and and it ended up being that um, the whole like seven hour you know session, set, the whole eight to nine hour session of what I was supposed to be doing. Um, ended up going on Zoom because of the snow, which, wow. oh man, it was a little bit of a throwback to the kind of the, the heavy COVID mm-hmm. era. And I was like, man, I don't, I do not miss this. So little, little, little PTSD from that. Yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, big blizzard, I guess, hitting all kinds of the, uh, the US now at the moment. Uh, side note, Gibbo, is there any snow in Australia right now? <laughs> I think it's the middle of the summer, probably though, is <laughs> if I had to guess. Isn't that how it works? Northern, Southern hemisphere? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yes, um, no, no snow, no snow. It is uh, no snow. very hot here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, and it's very hot here. <laughs> ah, <laughs> got him. We did got it. him. Get on with <laughs> the show. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be here all night, everybody. That's right. Uh, well, in the midst of the heat in Australia and the snow in the U.S., we we did get a very cool piece of Star Wars news. Um, as recently as I think this is breaking news as of today, if I'm not mistaken, at the time of this recording, um, being uh, Tuesday, January 9th, a, a bit of news surrounding the Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, we weren't really sure to the extent of what Mando and Grogu would be involved in the uh, Filoni movie that was announced at Star Wars Celebration this year. But we now know that there is another feature film in production, which is currently operating under the title The Mandalorian and Grogu, which is set to begin its production as of this year, 2024. Um, There's not a ton of other news in regards to kind of the specifics of it, other than the fact that this is a project that is moving forward and being directed by uh, John Favreau and produced by Favreau as well. So, uh, and I should mention, it's also being produced in, in part by Dave Filoni as well as Kathleen Kennedy. So, um, not exactly sure how this is going to play out in terms of plot or storyline, but what was your initial reaction when you heard this news, Joey? I really, right away, I thought about what about the series? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you know, what, you know, I know we've got a couple of seasons of Mandalorian under our belts, and, you know, I think you and I both know that season three may not have hit as hard as uh, maybe uh, Lucasfilms wanted, wanted it to. So are they starting to go more towards the uh, movies now with it? Because we know that obviously now that this is coming out, as well as the Mandoverse movie that Filoni's doing, you know, is is this what we're gonna end up with with the Mandalorian story? You know, or 
you know, that, so that was like really the first question I had. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see it. Happy to have Star Wars back in the theaters again, of course. And I'm sure it's going to look great. But at the same time, you wonder like, oh, did they, did they scrap everything? Are they scrapping the idea of, you know, getting a season four? Because has there been any um, clarification or, you know, green lighting of a season four? I don't even quite remember. I honestly don't know to 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 be frank. I know a lot of it kind of got held up with the uh, the strikes last year, and a lot of it has also I think been centered around Pedro Pascal's involvement or or, or lack of involvement. I guess would be the better way of putting it uh, within the show. Not really certain as to what his role within the character will be moving forward. It, it just it, like you said, it kind of strikes me as a little bit odd in the sense that. Um, this is something that we have as a show, like you said. So I don't, I guess I'm, I'm curious what the point is of having this movie. Um, if it like, it, it would, I would assume that if we have a movie about Mandalorian and Grogu, I think you have to abandon the format of the show as well. I mean, I don't know. Could they exist at the same time? You think? I mean, I think it's a, it's a possibility, but I don't know. It feels like it, it would just confuse things a little bit. I mean, this is the, you know, they're, their TV series, their you know the the seasons was were their bread and butter, and the the reason they were so successful is they had, and we've talked about this, they have several episodes to really flesh out storylines, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's kind of what we're used to with the Mandalorian. And uh, Gibble brings up a good point here, you know, d- do we call this Din Djarin and Grogu now because the Mandalorian is clearly going to be Bo-Katan going forward, and um, in the in the eyes of this particular series. But, you know, so, you know, is that something that we need to need to start really thinking about and really, you know, changing the names of this? And, you know, it, it's just an interesting it kind of it kind of throws me for a loop, to be honest, as much yeah. as maybe we're just analyzing it way too much. And we're like, be quiet, enjoy the Star Wars and, you know, whatever. But, you know, but obviously this is why we have these discussions, because, yeah, there there's there's some reasoning behind this. I mean, they had celebrations specifically. Uh, saying that these three movies are going to be coming up with no mention of this one, you know. So is this come uh, something of uh, like a latecomer and to the, to the mold? So it's just an interesting thing, and to kind of just drop it in the middle of nowhere because there's no announcement, there's anything. It just popped up on StarWars.com, and then you know there was no fanfare, nothing crazy. Right. It was just like, oh, by the way. This thing that you really like, yeah, we're making it into a movie. I feel like there should have been more build up to something like this. Yeah, yeah, it, it did just come out of nowhere, really. And to be honest, I don't really get the reason to move this direction with the characters, other than it being like a money thing. Like if they, you know, had their people up in some office, you know, on the hundredth floor of the Disney Tower, who said, "Oh, yep, it projects that we'll make more money if we actually do this as a movie," you know. I think from a storytelling perspective, I just I don't think this will succeed to the extent that maybe they think it will. Like, do people love the Mandalorian and Grogu? Absolutely. Like, they're great characters. I think the thing that, you know, now that we have such a kind of the breadth of shows in the the Disney Plus era, to sort of compare it to the nine films that we also have, I think what the reason The Mandalorian is so successful as a show, particularly the first two seasons, is that in TV or like with the with the uh, Disney Plus Star Wars, you're able to really make it a character based experience and that you can really journey with the character as they, you know, start however they are in episode one. And then you see how they are in episode eight and you see some sort of a character transformation. I don't. I don't feel like movies are really intended to do that, at least in in the same way that shows do, because shows are so much longer in terms of just total runtime. I don't think movies can make you kind of uh, entrenched in that journey with the character in the same way that the first two seasons of Mando did for, for me personally. And so while I think this will probably be a fun movie to watch, it doesn't strike me as something that's going to be as emotionally impactful of with the characters unless i will there's a caveat unless it somehow ties directly into the show and the movie um you know and again we don't really know any information like is this going to be something that takes place 
between seasons two and three? Is this going to be something right post season three? We're not, we're not really sure. So, um, lots of, lots of speculating that I guess we could do. So uh, a fun announcement nonetheless, though. Um, so in, in regards to that, we've got a fun, you know, movie that seems to be in the works in addition with the other three films that were announced at Celebration. Uh, and let us know in the comments of the video version of the podcast, would you be excited for a Mando and Grogu movie or would you rather see something more like a Mando season four? Uh, let us know. The other piece of, uh, I get not really news, but just something fun that, that I wanted to share before we get into a viewer comment from last week's episode, as well as a few of the polls that we posted recently in regards to what people are most excited for next year or for this, uh, this year's star Wars. The one thing I did want to share is that the, mandalorian helmet uh lego set that i think i shared two weeks ago on the podcast um had the chance this past weekend to sort of sit down and and put that lego helmet together so we took a fun little video of it and time lapsed it so um, oh, if wait, you are this isn't real time i'm no, no, we were actually moving this fast yeah. <laughs> yeah we did it so quickly we finished the entire thing in uh, 30 seconds oh, no but <laughs> it was about i think it was about 800 pieces or so and in, in total, I think we did it in less than two hours, which wasn't too bad. And, uh, so it was a fun experience. And I think the, you know, I'm, I know you're much more of like a Lego person than I am. So this was actually, I think, the most number of pieces in something like a Lego set that I'd ever put together. So it was a, it was a pretty fun experience and got to see the, the fulfillment of the Mando helmet. I actually, I have it in here. It's like just out of frame right now. Maybe I'll scoot it over for the rest of the episode, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think you... the um, yeah Legos, you know, in Star Wars, like I said, is just so so much fun. You just are able to just experience. You get to be like a kid, you know, and playing with the toys, and uh, especially with something like Lego. And then you, like you said, the fulfillment, the fulfillment of like building it and seeing it, you know, finally done. It's there's something to that. So, and there's the, there's a little Mando helmet right there. <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna be blocked by the chair for the rest of the episode, That's but. Right. Uh, yeah, there it was. So it was a fun experience, and uh, I'm, I'm Joey. I'm already looking forward to getting another one that I can, uh, you know, dig my teeth into, and yes, maybe do another. There's, there's a few amount, a few of them out there. So yeah, you have the pick of the litter for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, our wonderful Aunt Vesuvi uh, left us a comment on last week's podcast that we also wanted to share and and provide uh, our commentary on. Aunt Vesuvi says thanks to Ben, Joey, and Gibbo, and happy belated birthday, Gibbo. Uh, I love Joey's idea that Balin's skull would be an excellent subject for future episodes of Tales of the Jedi. Indeed, that would be one easy way to learn much more about him, and I guess it would reach more viewers than it would a comic or novel. Uh, and of course, this was in reference to, um, in the things that we talked about in last week's episode, the things that we're looking forward to in 2024, uh, the characters that we would most love to see, kind of their stories told in a second season of Tales of the Jedi. I think you mentioned Balin, and I mentioned Asajj, uh, you know, two characters that definitely deserve more, especially Balin, as Al Masuvi says. So, um, a fun way that we could get some more Balin lore potentially. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm hoping, by the way, that we get uh, updates, especially on Tales of the Jedi, because this feels like of anything yeah. coming out this year, the one that we could get the soonest. So, yeah. I mean, remember when they dropped the first one? That that really came out of nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no that, warning. There was no, there was announcement or anything like, oh, by the way. Look at look at these two. <laughs> what was was it six episodes total? Is that right? Yeah, three Ahsoka, yeah. three Dooku. Yeah, six episodes of Star Wars. Go enjoy it. Like what Ahsoka and Count Dooku? What is this? I want them to completely shock us and do like eighteen episodes, and there's oh three episodes God. of six different Jedi. Okay, okay, easy, <laughs> easy. <buddy. laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, thank you again to Atmosuvi for for leaving that comment. And um, another thing that we posted both on YouTube and over on X uh, on the social there was we asked uh, all of you what you're most excited for in 2024 for Star Wars. The options being the Acolyte Skeleton Crew, the third season of Bad Batch, Star Wars Outlaws, or the third phase of the High Republic. Um, also do want to make a note that these polls... Uh, Gibbo and Joey both voted for Star Wars Outlaws. So if you're wondering why uh, the selection <laughs> is on Outlaws, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, that's why. Um, but the overwhelming favorite for, well, I don't want to know if I should say overwhelming, but uh, the two top answers, depending upon the platform you're looking at, were Bad Batch and Acolyte. Bad Batch Season 3 got the majority of the votes on YouTube. 
Uh, and then I believe the Acolyte got the majority of the votes on X. Actually, yeah, Acolyte almost blew Bad Batch even out of the water over on, on X. So, uh, And then Outlaws... Anything, anything interesting with the Bad Batch's uh, percentage here, just out of curiosity? 26.2? It's a marathon distance. I just thought that oh, was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That show uh, is a marathon in many ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I personally, I could go back and forth. I, I mentioned that the Acolyte was what I was the most excited for, but I could easily be swayed to, you know, mm -hmm. the third season of Bad Batch. But yeah, because with Bad Batch, you know, kind of what you're getting into. You've got you already established everything, so it's more of the continuation of the story. But Acolyte obviously has a little bit more potential because because we know a little bit about it, and you know, we're just excited for it. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, a fair amount of votes for, for each of our options. Um, Skeleton Crew, perhaps not getting as much love as some of the other options, but um, Outlaws was consistently, I think, the third most voted for option in both of our polls. Um, so lots By to look forward up. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you guys were on your alt accounts, like voting for Outlaws for the whole thing. Come on, people. <laughs> there was a point when Outlaws, Outlaws was actually ahead on YouTube, I think. And it wasn't, was it really? it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. And I'm like, there you go. And then it just, yeah, <laughs> people started voting. I, I, maybe I was on all my other alt accounts voting <laughs> for the Acolyte. I knew it. Uh, Literally well, uh, vote often. <laughs> yes. Um, as we mentioned at the top of today's podcast, we are ranking today all of the animated shows of the Disney Plus Star Wars era. Um, in total, I believe we have seven. It's... Uh, from, in no particular order, uh, The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Resistance, Tales of the Jedi, The Bad Batch, Visions, and Young Jedi Adventures. Um, kind of a wide array of a different, you know, assortment of types of shows, of course. So there is that bit of caveat that some of these shows were made for certain audiences. Obviously, stuff like Young Jedi Adventures was made for a younger uh, audience compared to something like, you know, uh, maybe Rebels or Clone Wars, which was made for kind of that more typical Star Wars audience. So anyways, um, having said all of that, Joey, before we start, I did want to let you know um, of everything on this list, you and I have seen all of Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels, Visions, and Tales of the Jedi. You've seen all of Resistance. I was going to let you know, I actually watched two episodes of Resistance. Okay. So I, I have had a little bit of exposure uh, to this okay. show. And for what it's worth, this is a little bit of a teaser for an episode like eight weeks from now. Joey and I are going to be doing an episode where we sort of uh, review and recap Star Wars Resistance as a show. Ooh, so, I've already the got, finally got to you. Yeah, <laughs> I've already started my watch through. And so I got a little taste of the uh, sort of the main character in that show and kind of his his story and everything. And. And then you and I, I think, have each seen about four episodes of Young Jedi Adventures. So, mm -hmm. um, for what it's worth, we have each seen all of most of these shows, and, <laughs> and some a, of and some of a few of these shows. <laughs> so, um, we have experience with all of them. That's all I'm yeah. trying to say. So, um, did you have anything you wanted to touch on with sort of the Disney Plus animated series uh, era before we hop into our rankings? I think the the, it was really smart for them to continue down the road of the animated series. I think that was a pretty, you know, once once Clone Wars really was as, as successful as it was within the Star Wars um, environment and the fan the fandom. I think that's when they realized that they've got something special here with the animated stuff. So, and of course, it being Disney, very well known for a lot of their animated um, uh, shows and properties and such. It only makes sense that they they went down this road too, and I, honestly, super glad that they did. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy to think about because you know, I think the Clone Wars came out in two thousand eight. So for I think Rebels came out in fourteen. Um, for six years, we really only had one show as our only. Mm. Well, excluding you know, there's the O three Clone Wars series, which you and I both love. We have a video here on the channel where we covered that too. Um, but you know, in terms of canonical Star Wars for six years, mm -hmm. Clone Wars was the only, the only thing. So, um, I think you've seen this, this kind of subculture of Star Wars mm -hmm. come out of the Clone Wars and, and we've had a lot of these wonderful animated shows. So, right. Um, and we should mention that we did exclude the Lego, um, 
animated yes. series as well. Yes. So I think there are a couple there. Obviously, the holiday special, there's also Free, Freelanders or something. <laughs> there's a uh, All I know other, yeah. is every time I'm on Disney Plus and I go to the little animated section, I see like three different animated Lego Star Wars things. And I'm, I, I haven't seen them, admittedly, other than the holiday special that you and I watched last month together. And I'm like, I don't even know what these are considered <laughs> in terms of like, are they are they actual shows? Are they shorts? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So have you seen any of those other ones, by the way? Mm, I have not. And, I hey, think I've maybe... seen one other Star Wars Lego thing, but not not that long. The, there's a longer series like the the Freelanders. I, again, I don't remember the name of it, but um, but that is an actual series. Future uh, future episode of the pod, perhaps. Aha. Another Wait one. and see. While doing Legos. Aha. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we hop into our rankings of animated series from the Disney Plus Ooh. era? Okay, for, for full disclosure, before we see you and I's number seven rankings, mm-hmm. for those that have never seen an episode uh, where Joey and I rank something or listen to an episode where Joey and I rank something, uh, number one, it is a little bit more of an interactive thing if you're actually visually able to see what we're saying. So this is one of those episodes where the vi- the video version of the podcast is definitely one that I would say is worth watching rather than listening to for this week in particular, just because it's a little bit easier to follow along. Uh, and then the other thing being that when you and I do these rankings episodes, we relatively frequently have similar, if not identical answers. So that's the other thing I'm curious to see with, with the episodes. How today. many do you think we'll have in the in the exact spots as the other? Oh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say that we only have three in the same spot. Really? I think, I'm, I think I'm we're going, gonna be subtly different this week. I'm going higher. I'm going five. I, that was I was gonna say five, and then I'm yeah. gonna say three instead. Just so to I guess be four was the over under on this one. So yeah. for, for those yeah, betting yeah. at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, we, are you ready to check out our number sevens? Yes, I am. I think we might diverge on this here. Well, let's see. Oh, oh never yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> we both had uh, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. I was thinking that you may have put a different show here. Mm. Um, but again, th- I mentioned before we started our rankings that this is one that you and I... Uh, did we watch, I think, a couple episodes of this together? Or did we watch it separately? No, we watched them separately. I think I got up to six. I want to say I got up to maybe six episodes. Oh, and then we talked about it on the, on the, ep- yes, on the podcast episode. That's right. So I guess for those that don't know what this is, um, this is a show that is created largely for a younger audience. Um, and if you've seen, oh, what is it? I think it's the Wonder Pets. Have you ever seen that show? Mm-mm. Where it's like, three animals and they go on these missions to rescue other animals in danger. That's the vibe that I get from the show. <laughs> it's like the star Wars version of wonder pets um, where there's these three friends, these young Padawans in training. Um, and, and, and even master Yoda is in the show too. Uh, and these three Padawans in training kind of have a different mission. Every episode where there's someone that needs help in some way or another. And the whole theme of the show is like, you know, how can we, Help the people who need help. Um, the highlight of the show for me, I would say, is Nubs, the little blue, yes. f- like fuzzy uh, creature. Man, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> Nubs Nation, baby. Nubs Nation. I guess I didn't really speak to as to why it falls in seventh place. Um, not a bad show by any means. It's just you know the audience that this is meant for is like zero to ten year olds. Um, and if that high, if, if that high, yeah, maybe even like zero to seven or so. So, um. I do not fall in that age category, and um, that is not to say that I did not enjoy aspects and elements of this show, just that it is not really a show that is developed with the intent of being you know, thoroughly enjoyed by uh, fans of a different style of Star Wars animation. So um, again, no, not really a shortcoming of the show, just that it is meant for a very specific intended audience. Yeah, I would have to agree. I, you know... The the great thing about it, and you know, we mentioned a little bit about the age, but the great thing about it is this is someone's introduction into Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's great for what that you know for for bringing a new generation into Star Wars. That's what Star Wars does really well. I think is just you know keep bringing in new fans from different age ranges through different generations over the years. Because you know at some point you and I will have the discussion with maybe another one about 
sequel trilogy versus prequel trilogy versus original trilogy and you know who you know who grew up with what and why that's important and the lessons they learned during then and you know and really shape them as people going forward you know when we when we talked with uh, Alex uh, a while back when she was uh, subbing in for you, that was one of the things that she mentioned was that Star Wars kind of helped shape who she was in a, in a way. So to hear that kind of impact on people, that's that, that makes Star Wars such a great thing. And this could be exactly that to some people, not us, but you know, it can it could definitely be the introduction in into the world of Star Wars when they're like, oh, now I want to watch the movies. Now I want to watch the animated series. I want to read these books. So to have the have those types of uh, discussions around it, um, although it's seven on our list, it could be a one on someone else's. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. It, it speaks to the thing that you and I talk about all the time, and you and you mentioned it just a second ago yeah. uh, as it pertains to this show. But just that anything could be anyone's first exposure to Star Wars, so everyone is going to love something for a different reason. Uh, you know, there's probably a ton of four and five year olds out there that this is their favorite part about Star Wars. Right, uh, and, and that's not like a like a bad thing or a wrong thing. That's actually, I think, a good thing. I would argue, mm-hmm. you know, that that we have different you know flavors and aspects of something that we all love, and uh, people are able to enjoy it in different ways. So, um, Star Wars: Young Jedi Adventures, while it may occupy seventh place on each of our rankings, um, holds a special spot. I'm holds a special spot. I'm sure uh, in in many many people's hearts out there, particularly those of a younger generation so are we uh prepared to see what we've ranked for number six now if we have the same number seven i think we're probably gonna have the same number six i would think so too but let's see yeah yeah. (laughs) so this is the one that i was not sure if you i almost flipped these two actually Mm, really um i was not fully sold on the main uh what's his name kaz kaz Kaz. Yeah, the main Ziono. character of Kaziono, whose whose dad, um, to connect it a little bit to something that people might be more familiar with, whose dad is one of the senators on the New Republic uh panel of senators in I think episode four or five of Ahsoka, when Hera is sort of being interrogated by the New Republic Senate. Um, his dad is the one who's like anti everything they're doing and kind of trying to mm-hmm. shoot him down. Um, so his son Kaz is the main character of Star Wars Resistance. I I don't know how I feel about him yet because it's important I I acknowledge that I've only seen two episodes of this show. Yes. Um, it feels somewhere like an like an in between between all other Star Wars animation, especially like Clone Wars, Rebels, and Bad Batch, and Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. Like if if Young Jedi yeah. Adventures feels like the the really young kids version of Star Wars and Bad Batch Rebels and Clone Wars feels like sort of the more adult version of animated Star Wars. Resistance feels like the preteen version. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that's a good observation. Yeah, I mean, just an example of something that I noted, uh, like you never, at least in the first two episodes that I've seen, there's tons of instances where someone could like potentially die or even probably like arguably should have in the scenario in the show, but it's like, Oh, they spin out of control and then they blast off into hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. So there's like an active effort in this show to kind of be, you know, more of like a uh, kid friendly, not portraying anything that mm-hmm. might be too harmful or too violent to see. Uh, so in that regard is partially why I say it's more intended mm-hmm. for that age group. The plot of it is interesting because we get to see Poe Dameron in the very first episode. Uh, and again, I don't have a a uh, a breadth of knowledge to work with here as I've only seen two episodes. But a lot of it kind of just feels like this kid making his way through the galaxy and he's a pilot. And uh, there wasn't anything in particular that I actively disliked. I, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan of the main character, but I, of course, I don't know him a ton. So mm-hmm. Uh, you having seen all of this, right. I'm sure you could probably speak better to this show. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'll try to be uh, spoiler friendly as much as possible, since we're, yeah, I, I do want you to enjoy it when we uh, talk about it in a few weeks. But I mean, you, you kind of hit hit the nail on it. I mean, the the fact that you know this kind of being more of a you know ten you know nine to twelve thirteen year old type of show where it's it's fun, it's Star Wars. And like you said, there's no real consequences, it feels like, at this point. 
Um, I will say it does get a little bit more into things, a little bit more um, into the actual storylines that we're used to hearing in Star Wars. So that will come, you know, fortunately. Whereas something like Young Jedi Adventures just feels like they never, inter- other, other than the Yoda episodes, there isn't really any consequences that these kids are just doing whatever they want, you know. Whereas in in the uh, in Resistance, there is a little bit more at stake. There will be more at stake, you know, going into this series. So, you know, don't hold your, you know, just, you know, just wait for a little bit. You'll be, you'll be, you'll get better. But, you know, <laughs> okay, obviously okay. with the two episodes, but I, I, you know, but that is, you know, as in, in regards to this particular ranking, that's why I put it above because I felt like this is, it's more, it, it, there's more at cost um, at mm-hmm. the, by the time this series is over. Only got two seasons, unfortunately. I think I think that was a disservice for it. I think we could, probably could have used another season with it, but um, the fact that well, we got what we got here, you know, I think I think it I, the characters grew on me a little bit. Um, there's going to be some some of the pilots you'll see, some of the um, other other characters uh, that you I think you actually will enjoy. So that is that's that's kind of where I am at. Where just like any other ranking that we've done, I, I don't think this will ever be like where all the other clone wars bad batch and all those will be but you know it some some of these are going to have to be at the bottom and these are the ones at the bottom <laughs> an early candidate for my favorite character i don't even know the green alien's name but he's oh, hilarious yeah. is it niku is it niku, niku. yeah yeah that sounds yeah, right yeah. <laughs> he's so lovable and yeah like socially awkward and just like uh he's a, he's a fun character <laughs> yeah he's he's a lot of people's spirit animal i'm sure there's a lot of people that identify with niku i think yeah, yeah. He's he's been a bright spot of the show for me after through two episodes. So um well, we've seen our our bottom two. I, I will say for me personally, there's a considerable divide between my 6 and my 5. Same. So, I guess we can uh check out what number 5 is. Uh da 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 da. Perhaps. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, maybe well, oh, that's them... it. We only have seven, six. That's it. We only we only have six and seven. <laughs> hey, there's number five. Visions. We both had Star Wars visions. <laughs> visions. We're gonna have all seven. We, maybe our whole list is so. <laughs> so my bet of having five different is already off the table because we've already yep. got three that are the same. Yep, uh, yep. So we both had Star Wars visions at number five. For what it's worth, I love visions. Um, I think. The, I've, I've talked about this on, I think, a few episodes of the podcast before. I think what makes Visions good is that it allows people, particularly people from, you know, all kinds of different backgrounds and cultures, to take Star Wars and kind of form it into their own uh, stories without any sort of consequence of, like, you know, contradicting canon or going against something that's pre-existing within a story. Um, it's just like people that love Star Wars creating characters in every single episode um, that have oftentimes really cool stories in and of themselves that are, you know, simply told in these 15 minute shorts, but beautifully told at the same time. Um, several of these episodes, I would argue, should even be made into like movies and shows that mm-hmm. are they're that good. Um, I think what puts it at number five um Probably one of the best things about this show is also probably a reason that you have to put it at number five in a list like this um, because there isn't a overarching continuity between the episodes. Um, it doesn't necessarily as- ascribe a specific love to th- or an overarching love to the show. It kind of ascribes specific love to each episode that you really mm-hmm. enjoy. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you're going to have episodes that you really connect with and some that you don't connect with. And for that reason, uh, kind of the freedom and the flexibility that this show operates with, which is a wonderful thing, and I, I love that it gets to do that, is probably also the reason it falls at this spot because it doesn't have like a like one continuous thing going for it. It's kind of just a a, a hodgepodge, a hodgepodge of you know awesome different stories mm-hmm. um, in in that sense. So I love Star Wars Visions for what it's worth. Yeah, and going back to what I was saying about, you know, resistance having some consequences and, you know, in our normal Star Wars stories and universe, Visions doesn't either. You know, so uh, doesn't. So, um that's one one thing that 
maybe Resistance has above Visions is that it is canon, it is, you know, part of the storyline. But Visions, visually speaking, obviously, with all the different uh, companies that had worked, uh, anime companies that had worked on all of the... Because I think there was, like, one for almost every episode or something yeah. like this. So you could see just a ton of different types of art styles um, that that really is just visual, visually stunning. One thing about Resistance is that I wasn't, like, really in, you know... I. I kind of didn't like the art style in Resistance. It yes. kind of felt funky. I agree. felt wrong with it, you know. Whereas in Visions, obviously, there is just a lot of different types of ways to tell these stories. Like, different ways to tell these stories. Different ways to show these stories. So, that's why, uh, you know, that went above uh, Resistance for sure. Although, it doesn't tie into the overall lore of Star Wars. But, um, yep, no, my number five is easily Visions. So, I... I... <laughs> note the animation style and then we'll go on to our number fours for star wars resistance because i was going to mention this when we were talking about it and i forgot um i it was also off-putting to me but it was funny i i watched an episode of this with with mariah and uh, the first thing she said after watching like 30 seconds is why does the animation look like paw patrol <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, I don't. I don't know if you know what Paw Patrol is or not. Yeah, but, I have. Okay. Seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it like the same the, the way the eyes move in Resistance. Mm. Anyways, I, I meant to bring that up earlier and I forgot and I thought it was worth noting. So, yeah. Um, but Visions, a great show, and for anyone that hasn't seen it, uh, highly, Good highly one. would recommend. Yeah, I'm the most confident of our any of our spots probably on the list today that our fours have the most potential to be different. Okay, I would argue. All right, let's see what we got. Yeah, there Aha, it is. There Our you first are. divergence. Um, should we talk about mine first or your first? Yeah, let's I go have with yours first. Yeah. Okay, I I have Bad Batch at number four, and you had Tales of the Jedi at number four. Um, I oh man, these are so close for me, mm-hmm. and I actually did almost think about putting uh, Tales of the Jedi at my number four. I think a little bit of bias came into play because I do love the character, not just Ahsoka, uh, but also the character of Dooku. So to have like really foundational story about Tales of the Jedi, um, about these two characters, is is probably what propelled it uh, above the fourth place spot for me. Uh, but in terms of Bad Batch, there's not a great reason why it is as low as number four on my list. Other than the fact that I think just the three things that I have above it are just really great, in my opinion. And all uh, and have I, Ahsoka in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> There's, th- I didn't even think about that. You're exactly <laughs> right. My, uh, my top three, you know, in no p- particular order are going to be uh, Tales of the Jedi Rebels and Clone Wars, which are uh, coincidentally the only three of these seven shows that do have Ahsoka. So. <laughs> Um, see, I did it subconsciously. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> That's where I come in. I let you know. I'm your yeah. subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> um, the characters in Bad Batch are, you know, ones that I think took me probably the whole first season to feel attached to. But by the end of the second season, felt myself saying, wow, I care a lot more about this show than I thought I was going to. Mm. Uh, it It is a phenomenal show that really... You know, in stark contrast to Young Jedi Adventures and Resistance, where the themes are probably far less mature, the Bad Batch really dives into existential questions. Like, what does it mean to be a person? Like, if I'm a clone, am I a person? Um, You know, what does that mean for me in terms of what rights do I have in this galaxy? Uh, Especially, you know, following Order 66 and, and, uh, you know, the ushering in of stormtroopers into the Imperial units rather than clone troopers. And so you really get to kind of see into the psyche of the clones in the show. And I think that's what I really love about it. Um, And not just see into the psyche, but see how their minds and uh, and their actions develop as you go on through the show. Um. Man, not to spoil anything, but the end of season two, there is a particular thing that happens. Um, we actually have a YouTube short of it here on the the video uh, on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, and um, where you and I were reacting to this thing as it happened. And after that episode, the the predominant thought I had was, "Wow, 
I can't believe I care as much about what happened as I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't even realize like how much I cared about the show until, um, you know, till it kind of punches you in the heartstrings and, and pulls on, uh, pulls on those strings and tugs on them a little bit. So the, the, the squad of Omega and, and the five other members of the bad batch, um, it, it's a fun ragtag group. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing where this show goes in season three. I'm I'm regretting that there's only one more season of it. I wish this is a show we could get, you know, five, six, seven seasons of. Um, but nonetheless, because it's the last season, I'm hoping that kind of uh, they go out with a bang. So all that to say, this is a fantastic show and really could be higher on the list. And the only reason it's at my number four is because I just I love the, the first three things so much. Uh, you were, you were talking like this was actually higher. That's kind of confusing. Well, I, yeah, I mean, about it. I, everything I would argue everything from yeah. five up on my yeah. list. I could make a case how an aspect of it is the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, for sure. About that specific thing in Star Wars, uh, animated right, yeah. Star Wars, right? But you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and and it was again close for me. Um, for you know, and for number f- my number four again was t- Tales of the Jedi, and. The only reason it's below or lower than the other three is because it was so short. I think that's probably probably one yeah. of the reasons is that it just doesn't have enough to go up against the other three. Do I love it? Yes. Does it does it have aspects of it that you know that are better than the others and and vice versa? Absolutely. So these these top for me the top four I think for sure is are, are you could argue for all of them to be. Um, Number one in some aspect, but with Tales of Jedi, I mean, we've got Dooku, we've got Ahsoka. Again, the way they dropped this was really fast and out of nowhere. So, so that that's part of the memory. That's part of like how I we consumed it. It was just something that we didn't expect, and then we absolutely loved. I mean, we see Ahsoka with the Inquisitor-like character. You see a little bit more of Dooku's past, and you know, and around this time, they they've been really leaning onto some Dooku content. We have the uh, the audio uh, the audio book. What was it? Jedi Lost was that what it was mm-hmm. called? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we had we had that uh, around maybe not you know right before this time, but you know within a year or something like that. So you have that that was released, so you could see, you could hear a little bit more about Dooku, and now we see this and his um, the reason why he became what he became. So and of course you know we wanted we wanted more Ahsoka we you know we always wanted more Ahsoka and then they just gave it to us so the, the, this is why this was so great because um, I think part of it was because we didn't expect it at all you know this was mm-hmm. something that was never on anyone's radar and it just happened and now 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 that it's introduced into Star Wars of course we're going to be like when season two who's going to be in that one so it was just the start of something new um, that. It wasn't supposed to be at all, so I think that was that's the exciting part of it. Um, so a, as more episodes come in, as more seasons come in, does this move up the ladder? Maybe you know that's a great possibility. But you know, just because of the uh, other three that are remaining on my list, in no order, Rebels and Bad Batch and Clone Wars. You know, I mean, there's there's just so much to those stories, right? So I can't really uh, put this above those stories at this time, but. Maybe, maybe if they keep uh, pumping out some more of these episodes, then it's it's got a chance. Like I said, I hope we get like eighteen episodes of this. Just <laughs> rant, you know. They surprise right. us. That'd be great. Um, yeah, the the length of the show is, I think, the best argument for putting this at four. And I, 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 it's hard to argue with that because it is so much shorter than the other three. So, um, should we go ahead and take a look at number three on each of our lists? Yep, let's do it. Okay, I figured that might happen yeah, yeah. next. <laughs> so maybe for the sake of just the length of the conversation, because uh, I put Tales of the Jedi at three, you put Bad Batch at three. So mm-hmm. essentially our three and fours were just swapped, um, yep. which is playing into your prediction that we this might have. Exactly, yeah, five. I might be right on. Let's see. Yeah. How, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, for everything that you were saying that Bad Batch was, you know, why it was why, well, where it was, is the reason why I have it at three. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect it to be as impactful as it was. And I think I mentioned before, I thought Bad Batch was going to be a lot more 
fanfare like you know we knew that the bad batch existed and so just like oh just here it is you know and you know here's here's the story that you guys wanted and like yay let's but then it ended up being a lot more i started really caring about the characters just everything you said so i don't want to repeat everything but yeah it, it was basically the same reasons yeah and again for me i could you could argue three and four could even be switched i i tend to like ahsoka stories a lot which is why i have that at three oh. but what yeah, yeah, breaking news. No <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I've got Tales of the Jedi at three. I, I'm hoping that the prospect of just all the cool stories that this show could tell mm -hmm. um, leaves some wiggle room for this to, you know, continue to just climb up in in people's rankings in terms of how they view animated Star Wars. And I think I think this show has a lot of potential because they can just go pretty much anywhere with it, which right. I I love. I love the prospect of that. Uh, well, and at this point, we've reached our final two spots on the list. I believe we're going to reveal our number one and number twos all at the so same time. I'm going to give you an, an, a chance here. Okay. So you got the three, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you yeah. want do you want to now now agree with the five, or are you going to still think that we're at three? So let me get this straight. If we have a different one and two, my prediction is correct. And if correct. if we have the same one and two, your prediction is correct. Correct. Yes. Oh man, I think we genuinely have different ones. Okay, you and, you still think it's the different ones? Okay, and I'm I'm only basing that on some of our what? past discussions about yeah. these shows. Yes, um, I, I, yeah, I I think if asked me if you asked me the question if I want to go stay with my five or go down to three, I would also go down to three at this point. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I think you know what I put at yep. one, and I I think I know what yep. you put at one. So I think so too. I think. Three and I was betting on three and four and being the same. When that happened, I knew I was actually in trouble. <laughs> well, um, I, I think we I know where we're headed, but should we go mm -hmm. ahead and take a look? Yep, let's see it. Yeah, yep. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> it's so funny when we do, you know, we've been podcasting for like what 14 months now, uh 14, 15 months or something. And so like you and I know each other's Star Wars taste well enough. Where we can almost predict like what each person <laughs> right. is gonna pick for those spots. Um, I had Clone Wars one, Rebels two. You had Rebels one, Clone Wars two, mm -hmm. and I, I think this is a pretty great conversation to have, yeah. uh, just amongst Star Wars fans as a whole. Mm -hmm. And probably another question that I would pose to people down in the comments: um, Which of these shows do you prefer more? I think it's, you know, I mentioned that there's a divide for me personally between. Uh, you know, five and six. I think there's probably another substantial divide between one and two and uh, between two and three, I should say, uh, you know, mm -hmm. one and two being right. so far above in my own opinion. Um, again, I, I feel like a broken record. There's not a great reason for putting rebels below clone wars, other than the fact that I genuinely love clone wars so much. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when this show was announced, actually, I think I was in middle school. And, you know, I had discovered Star Wars. My, my dad had introduced it to me maybe, you know, four or five years prior to that time. So I was familiar with it. I, I had uh, developed a, a love for it. And I had watched, uh, at that point, all six of the films. And I was like, this is something I really like. And then, you know, when I hear there's this show coming out, I'm like, what? They're making it into a TV show? So there is a pretty big element of my ranking of this one over over rebels at two which is nostalgic just because I, I grew up with this i remember i remember watching the commercial when they announced this is not i guess too much of a spoiler when they announced that darth maul was coming back and it was like what how can you you know there are these star wars fans that were like how can you do that that doesn't make sense and i and me being a lover of darth maul i was like who cares he's gonna be back in the show <laughs> um, so clone wars i think the I think the story doesn't touch on as many deep themes as Rebels does. I think Rebels has the edge in the sense that it it talks a lot about kind of the essence of the Force and what it means to practice you, you know the use of the Force like the Force is this living embodiment thing. It's not something you necessarily just use. What does it mean, what does it mean to be on the light side and the dark side? What is balance? There's sort of these larger existential questions that Rebels touches on that Clone Wars doesn't as much. 
Although not to say that Clone Wars doesn't, because there's a great arc in in that show where uh, Yoda visits the wills of the Force. I highly recommend those episodes. Those are some of my favorites. But um, I think I think the characters, I would argue, partially because they're ones from the films originally, I, I connect with those characters of Clone Wars a little bit more. Um, again, the story of Ahsoka, I think she is more centrally. Uh, she's more central to the story of Clone Wars than she is to Rebels, I would argue. Uh, you know, maybe people would disagree with that now that we've got the Ahsoka show, but at least that's the way that I, I think I see it. And so um, I just, Clone Wars, a lot of it is nostalgic for me, but um, the the breadth of storytelling, while it might not be necessarily as deep as some of the themes in Rebels, um, it's it's something that I fell in love with as a kid, and something I I continue to love every time I watch it to this day. So, um, not a fantastic reason for having Rebels <laughs> at two, because I do love the characters in Rebels as well, just not quite as much as the characters in Clone Wars. So, but what was your reason for putting Rebels ahead of Clone Wars? My reason was because they because they developed these new characters here mm-hmm. in the um during the series. I mean, these are all new characters with the exception of Ahsoka. Um, I guess Thrawn, if you want to include that, and you know some of the uh, the EU stuff. I think this is the the first time you really see them, and you see him in the canon version of Star Wars, right? So, I think that's that was probably my biggest thing. I love the sense of their family that they kind of created. Um, you kind of get you kind of get thrown in right in the middle of of their life together, and then of course Ezra, you know, kind of is uh now be- become the part of the family and just that whole storyline and uh, and of course and and I think it's a lot of how it was introduced to me as well just as with you you had your uh you know your experience with you know seeing the commercials and you know really early on whereas with me um and this may be not a great reason to put clone wars at 2 but for me clone wars was like at first was like, this is something I have to do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, I have to get through these, these seasons of Clone Wars to, you know, and maybe this, this isn't necessarily true, but to quote unquote, be a Star Wars fan, I got to watch all of the seasons of Clone Wars six at the time. So I had to binge watch all of that. And although it was enjoyable, it felt more like a chore. You know, it was it was more of something that I had to do as opposed to something I wanted to do. Then with Rebels, I actually was able to watch, you know, that kind of week by week, just like, you know, a lot of people had watched the Clone Wars series. So I think it's just the consumption of it. You know, that's part of why it was more impactful for me, more enjoyable for me, because I had to wait a week. I, I talked to my buddy like, oh, what do you think this is going to happen? What do you think over, you know, everything like that. So um, I think I, I may not have seen uh season one in real time but i think uh season two and on that's when i kind of started watching uh rebels so um i'll have to say i think that was that was probably a a big reason why i put it at one because this was this was truly my first animated series you know this was this just like young jedi adventures is somebody's first rebels was my first you know where yes i did watch clone wars before it technically but it wasn't like something that i was able to grow with you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I had to, I felt like I was keeping notes when I was watching Clone Wars. I'm like, okay, there are, there are all these clones. They all have these names. Okay, I got that. And, you know, like, oh, there's this new, this new Jedi Ahsoka. All right, I got to figure out who that is. You know, so there, you know, I, that was all given into me right away. Whereas Rebels, I kind of really grew into, you know, with it, you know. So, mm. um, like, the the scene, the 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 last scenes with with Kanan, I was just like, oh, wow, this is, <laughs> like, you know, that was impactful for me, you know? And I, even when I saw Ahsoka in Rebels, I was just like, okay, there's Ahsoka. Like, that wasn't, like, a huge, like, oh, my gosh moment. It was just like, oh, that's the that's the one from Clone Wars. You know, I didn't have years of watching Clone Wars to, like, you know, to be like, oh, this is amazing. This is this right. is Ahsoka, you know, where I'm just like, oh, it's the one with the with the tails. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. So it's it's a little different of you know how how I experienced it. So for me, you know, from a personal standpoint, that's why I, I put Rebels uh, ahead of Clone Wars because again, that was my first animated series, just like Young Jedi Adventures was for somebody in the past year, and how Clone Wars is for you. So, so the reveal of Fulcrum wasn't like a ground shaking moment when it, it, when it was like. Oh, <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, 
it was because it was just like, okay, well, that, oh yeah, like it, it wasn't as impactful because I'm just like, I just saw her in Clone Wars last week. So yeah, I didn't have to wait how many years between, you know, you know, Clone Wars uh, season six and, you know, um, Rebels season one. Or was it one mm-hmm. that she came out? Right, it was the end of one. I, was that what it was? I think it was the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there wasn't anything really like, okay, well, I, I know who she is, but it wasn't as impactful. Which I, I hate now that I think about it because Ahsoka <laughs> is such a great character, you know. But, um, but the reality of it is that I don't have, I didn't have like six full seasons of Ahsoka, like mm-hmm. you know, week after week after week, to now see her in Rebels, you know. So I, I you know, if I would have done that, then I would have seen it, you know. I would have had that same feeling. But when it happened, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, it, yeah, yeah, that's her, you know. <laughs> like it was just kind of like a, a fact. Yeah. The other thing I'd mention, and not to like advocate for Rebels over Clone Wars, but I think the one thing that it does do probably better is I think it's a little bit more efficient with its storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's oftentimes a little bit more linear in the sense that with Clone Wars, you know, you'll have a three or four episode arc where you're with Obi Wan and Anakin, and then you might not see Obi Wan for like three more episodes. <laughs> right, right. It's like because it jumps around to different stories, so it, it doesn't feel as um, consistent and it doesn't feel like you're sort of moving with the pace of the overall narrative sometimes because it's jumping around. I think in that regard, Rebels is a little bit easier to watch, I think. Um, but again, I, I feel like I'm advocating for Rebels over Clone Wars. <laughs> I do want to make it clear. I do like Clone Wars a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great lists. You know, uh, yeah, you won. You, you got the three and I got and I, and I lost the five. But to be for what it's worth, like our three and fours are pretty close, and our one and twos are pretty close. Right, and even yeah. though we have them where we have them, like the divide between and you know each of our one and twos is is pretty small, and between each of our three and fours is pretty small. So listen, I really wanted to pick three, but I wanted to be different, you know. So I, I just you know that's <laughs> you know you, you can't have both three. That that's not fun. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, also, all of you listening or watching, let us know either down in the comments of the video version of the podcast or on one of the socials at, at Hoth Hangout um, what your rankings of each of these seven shows might be. Uh, do you like Clone Wars or do you like Rebels more? That's the big one. That we, we, Team uh, Ben, Team Joey. What do yeah. you guys got? <laughs> yeah, that we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and the question we would, also, we would also pose in that process for this week's question of the week is, uh, which is your favorite Disney-era animated series? Uh, let us know down in the comments as well. On next week's episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast, Joey and I are going to have the pleasure of covering the Darth Plagueis Star Wars book. Um, this is one that Ooh. I think I've read a portion of in the past. I know I've read the first half of this. Mm-hmm. And because my mind cannot remember what happens, I want to say I never read the second half of it. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so this will be... Something that I think is, uh, in its complete entirety, my first opportunity to sort of dive into the fullness of the Darth Plagueis story. For those who might not know, Darth Plagueis is the master of uh, Sheev Palpatine, good old, good old Emperor himself. And so, um, this is, as you might also have noticed, Episode sixty four of the podcast. We're slowly creeping more and more towards Episode sixty six. Um, we're gonna be maybe this is even a little bit of a, uh, a teaser for two weeks from now, because we're going to be doing an episode covering all things Sheev, Mr. Uh, Mr. Palpy himself, two weeks from now. So the Plagueis, is, the Plagueis book is a little bit of a lead-in to our special Order 66 episode, which will happen in two weeks' time. So uh, stay tuned for both of those. It's going to be fun. Joey and I will kind of give our thoughts and, uh, and discuss the Darth Proper Plagueis book. Proper book reports. Yes, I haven't given a book report in, in a long time, so this will be fun. <laughs> um, and so that about does it for this week's episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast. As a reminder, you can check us out on YouTube for the video version of the podcast, as well of all as well as all of our reactions to new Star Wars shows when they do come out. Again, that's on uh, the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. Additionally, you can contact us via our email, hothhangout at gmail.com. With any Star Wars thoughts or questions that you might have otherwise, we'd love to showcase them here on the pod and discuss those here. Additionally, you can find the Hoth Hangout podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. And if you're listening on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review. 
we would appreciate it very so very much and it allows others to also discover the podcast more easily you can find the hoth hangout socials on instagram tiktok and x at hoth hangout on each of those and it's been a fun one today covering our favorite animated star wars series of the disney plus star wars era uh joey any last thoughts on animated star wars or anything else otherwise yeah i wonder for the people that have not watched any of the animated series like if all this just completely went over their heads <laughs> um but you know this is a good time to to mention that th it's some good stuff go go watch it if you haven't you know do what ben did watch a couple episodes of resistance or maybe rebels or something and see if you connect with any of it and yeah. um but yeah th these are always fun like i said the 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 ones where we these are the discussions Star Wars fans have. Like, you know, give me the, your rankings. What's your favorite? And <laughs> so uh, to to have it all documented here uh, uh, for for us to view, for even us to view later on, is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, great discussion and uh, had a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I'd never seen Resistance, and now I'm you know I'm eagerly looking forward to watching the rest of the show. Actually, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I expected to. So, um, as as Joey said, if you've never seen any of these. Give animated Star Wars a shot. A lot of them are far better than they're ever given credit for, and we would highly recommend. Lastly, thank you to Gibbo for producing today's show, the video, and the assets, and for being the most animated of this podcast. <laughs> um, we've had a blast today covering all things animated Star Wars. We look forward to next week. When once again, we'll be talking about all things Dark Plagueis and the week after when we'll be talking about all things Palpatine. Shout out to George Lucas. Shout out to Dave Poloni. And uh, hope you all are having a fantastic start of your 2024. It's been a fun one once again. We'll catch you in next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to this one. And until next week, may the force be with you. <laughs>